0: When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 17, Chapter, titled...
1: Resurrection. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya.
0: I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And it's... Late. (laughs) Let's get moving. Tanya? Yes? I don't have any questions for you this week. Like, there's nothing this week episode related that would make any sense.
1: Yeah, I can't think of anything either.
0: And we've been watching the same stuff.
1: Well, I do have a question for you. Go for it. Do you think that I am the same as I was when we started dating?
0: Absolutely not. Like, not even close. Like, you're so much of a different person.
1: Like, good or bad?
0: I, I mean... So at your, at your core, like you're the same person, right? It's just all of your beliefs and motivating or non-motivating factors like have completely changed. That's true. Um, so, I mean, I, I think for the most part, good, but I, I didn't have a problem with your thoughts and beliefs before. Right. It's just, they've all changed completely. Right. So No. I mean, this, this makes sense. Like the Topanga stuff, like Mm -hmm. you're not the, well, everything's going to be fine because God will handle it. Same person that you were when we started uh, dancing, (laughs) dating, (laughs) when we started dating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'll get into more stuff like as we get into the episode, Mm but, um, so no, I don't think so. Am I the same person that we, that I was when we started dating?
1: I think pretty much, um, you haven't, I mean, you've done different things that like you didn't do before, but you kind of come back around to being the same. That was my question. That was
0: it. Like what did I do that was different and then I'm not doing anymore.
1: Well, like you did try to shift your beliefs some. And- oh yeah. Well,
0: I still don't, I don't think I ever really shifted my beliefs. Um, I just, I reached a point where I think that I wanted to believe that there was good in religion and church out there. Mm-hmm. And I thought we had found some place good and safe for that. Mm-hmm. And we, within a few years, were very much proven that, that it wasn't a safe place. Right. And it wasn't a loving place. Right. And it just sucked because I, I do think all my life I was hoping to find a church or something like that where I felt like it was just about going and loving people right. and and doing good. And at first, it seemed like that, mm-hmm. like it really was. The, the the things that they talked about were very much it, everyone's welcome, and and we are here to show the world that it can be great. Right, and then. Terrible things happened, and then messages were taught that were bad. Right. So I don't. I don't know that I necessarily changed. I don't think, um, because I still feel that way. Like I still wish I could find some place that was just good. Right. I just don't know that it, I. I don't know if that's possible.
1: <laughs> but I mean, so. Like, in this situation, in the show's situation, it wasn't about religion. It was about, like, what you said about me, like a driving force, mm. a driving motivation. Yeah, And I do think that I still have very similar, like, driving motivations and driving forces in how I treat people and how I look at things. The difference is I don't use God as a scapegoat anymore or mm-hmm. a cover for everything. And that was my whole life. So it wasn't just, like it wasn't just something that I had as um, like an anchor to hold on to for a couple of years. It was like everything right. and to the point where I was just like, yeah, I could die. Like that's fine. Or, <laughs> or this will be fine. Like anxiety, whatever. Like it doesn't, none of this matters. Cause I'm going to go to heaven soon. Right. Like, um, and I, I don't know, but my, my, core values and in, in how I treat people and how I look at things is still the same. Yeah, that's But true. instead it's not God motivated. It's motivated by the fact that there are there is good in people. Um finding good in people instead of it always being like, well, good is God and bad is the devil. Mm-hmm. Now I can give people the credit that they deserve for being good humans. Yeah. And I can give myself the credit that I deserve dealing with difficult situations myself instead of being like, well, I got through it. Thank you, God. This has been sun. It's because it's Sunday, isn't well, it? And let's,
0: and, but now let's talk about <laughs> other things in our life that are changed. Like when we started dating, you desperately wanted uh, a, 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 far like you wanted chickens, mm-hmm. and you wanted a garden, like a giant garden. Mm-hmm. You wanted a place in your garden where you could sit and read. Mm-hmm. Um, My whole
1: life, I wanted that so bad.
0: I wanted, d- like, a D and D group. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. VR? I wanted virtual reality. Oh my
1: gosh, that's true. (laughs) That we would talk for hours about that. Uh Oh my goodness, you guys. Alden would sit for like two hours and explain to me how VR was going to change his life because they were not accessible yet. And now we have like four different types in our house.
0: Yeah. And it's it's not what I wanted it to be. Like, I love it, but... I I think I was hoping like it would be the thing because my brain is so grounded in reality. Mm -hmm. I was hoping that VR would be the thing where my brain would be like, oh, now we're in space. And I think a lot of people are able to do that. Mm -hmm. Like the people who um, completely lose themselves in VR and like break their TV or whatever, because they really feel like they're in like this environment. That's not me. I was hoping it would be.
1: Because you would be too worried that you're going to break the TV. So you have to keep like one toe in reality. I am the same way. I can't get immersed in it because I still have to keep consciousness of what's going on outside of that. If we were in like a padded room where we didn't have to worry about it, we might have a different VR experience. Well, I don't
0: think I still don't think my brain would completely disconnect from what I really am Mm. and where I really am.
1: We also like have one game system and dreamt of being able to just have every game at your fingertips and you do. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, I have my garden and my chickens Mm -hmm. and I work at a nursery. Yeah. And so the things that were driving forces in our lives then We drove until we made it a reality.
0: Now what are we going to drive for?
1: Sleep. That's all I dream of, is sleep.
0: Well, the problem is is you dreamt for all of these things that take all of your time, and you can't sleep.
1: (laughs) I can. I'm just still so tired.
0: Anyway. um, Yeah. We're still watching Castlevania, and we're still watching Critical Role. Yeah. You know what else we're still watching?
1: Boy Meets World. I just realized, though, you didn't ask me some very important questions this week. Like what? How my seminar went.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot that we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Tanya did her seminar um, in front of hundreds of people, including me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it wasn't I'm,
1: hundreds.
0: I'm going to let her tell you how it went.
1: I don't know how it went. I was doing the seminar. I think it went okay. Alden said it went great. So, anyway, I did my seminar this week, and I learned how to drive a forklift this week, which is also very exciting. Did you do anything exciting this week?
0: No. Yes,
1: you did. You put up our Christmas tree.
0: Oh, I did. I put that up just for her, though, for you.
1: I came home from work today, and my house was decorated for Christmas. Yep. It was great.
0: It's true. You
1: Uh, know what else we watched, Alden?
0: What else did we watch, Tanya?
1: We watch *Boy Meets World* season six, episode seventeen, chapter titled
0: "Resurrection."
1: I'm gonna need you to blurb me up.
0: Um, first off, that seemed uh, kind of mocking. That was <laughs> being you. Second off, uh, I don't have the blurb. You do. So um, Tanya, go ahead and blur me up.
1: The blurb for season six, episode seventeen, Resurrection, is Corey turns to Topanga for comfort as they wait for news on Amy's baby.
0: And this episode was directed by Jody Binstock. Who? uh huh, Jody Binstock. That's
1: I would be very interested in finding out what she did before this because it's probably soap operas. Oh, you think? I don't know, but based on how this episode went, which you'll hear more about later.
0: <laughs> That's a tease. Everybody, Everybody's <laughs> listening to this going, I wonder what they're going to talk about later. <laughs> uh, Boy Meets World was the first thing she ever directed, and then she didn't direct anything for like five more years.
1: Huh. Well, fancy that.
0: Fancy that, indeed. Yeah, no, she's, Boy Meets World was the first thing she did.
1: Now she's doing lots of stuff, but not directing. It's true. Anyway...
0: Anyway, so, no no soap operas.
1: Classroom or not, Alden?
0: Uh, Not. Where are we? We're in the hospital.
1: Oh, why are we in the hospital?
0: Because of the baby.
1: You know what's really weird? What? They didn't do a previously it on. It is weird. I, was, I expected it.
0: I was thinking that too. Like, it, this was such a previously on episode and they didn't have it. Maybe they just didn't have time for it. hmm And we'll figure out why coming up later. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a tease, too.
1: It's the foreshadowing. Anyway,
0: so we're in the ICU. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: is it the NICU? Is that what they call it? Yeah. When it's babies? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know what the N stands for. Natal. Okay. Belly button. Got it. <laughs> um, so they are in the NICU. Tanya, why?
1: Mm-hmm. Because... Little baby Matthews, who's only, like, five pounds, seven ounces. I thought it said
0: zero ounces. Oh, did
1: it say zero? I thought so. Oh. I wasn't actually paying attention to it. I just saw the five.
0: Too busy taking notes?
1: Yeah, I was taking really in-depth notes. But he's, like, in that five-pound 5, five pound range. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in his little plastic castle bed. Poor little baby. He's not responding. And they're very worried. The doctor is standing there telling them, like... There's nothing that I can do anymore. Um, And Amy's just like, does this mean you're not going to be our doctor anymore? And she's like, there's nothing else I can do. I brought this guy in.
0: He's a, he's an expert.
1: Yeah. So he comes in and he starts to explain what's wrong with the baby and Mm -hmm. how they need to get him on antibiotics. He has a respiratory infection. He can't breathe on his own. And, Amy and Alan are very concerned, as they should be. Um, The other doctor does leave, and she's just like, you're in good hands. And, um...
0: It was a very soap opera way that she said it. I do remember mm -hmm. that. She was like, I just want you to know, you're in great hands.
1: Yeah, this episode is so soap opera.
0: Soap opera.
1: Soap opera. (laughs) Papra.
0: Anyway, go on.
1: Um... So, they're they're worried about it. <laughs> I
0: don't remember. I said, worried. "Go on, not say the same thing." I've
1: just said so many things. It's your turn.
0: Well, so we cut to the the waiting room now, where where Corey and Topanga and and who else is there? Corey and Topanga, Morgan, Angela. No, not Angela.
1: It doesn't matter. Right now, we're we're just. It's all Topanga and Corey. All that
0: matters is it's Corey and Topanga, and that's all that Corey thinks matters too.
1: He. I'm just going to say, just right now, their storyline makes zero sense to me. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. Corey's freaking out about the baby, I guess. No. He's really not saying anything about the baby, but you're supposed to assume that he's in this state of frenzy because he's going through something because of the baby.
0: But he's blaming it on Topanga.
1: Yeah. And saying like, she's, she's not here with him right now. And she's like, I'm right next to you. And he's like, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it, which fair enough. There are times where like, you can be next to someone and you still feel, feel distant, but he's like, come on, like, take me out of reality. This is what you're supposed to do. Hold my
0: hand so I can feel better. And she's like, how will me holding your hand make this situation better?
1: And he says that when they were little, he he didn't want to hold her hand. And she said it was like their souls touching if they're holding hands. And she was just like, why, would, why did you remember that? And he basically says, like, that was how you were. You just, you said things like that all the time. It was very comforting. I need you to be that way now. And she's like, I... I'm helping the best I can.
0: And he says, I think at this point he says, well, I just want Topanga back.
1: Yeah. And she looks very confused, as she should. Yeah. Because I don't know. They've been together this whole time. They've grown up together and he's watched her change because that's what people do.
0: And she multiple times has directly said she wants to be more like a teen couple and not an old married couple. And he is He wants to have an old married relationship
1: with a seven year old girl or 11 year old girl or however old she was when she was weird. Yeah. Like he's basically just like, you're not weird anymore. I don't understand.
0: But like um, uh, a month ago, he was like, you're too weird. Let's calm down. Let's go out and have the same dinner we always have. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying. Um, We'll we'll talk about it more as we get to the end. It's it, it's impossible to talk about it right now, Tanya.
1: It's not impossible. I just did it.
0: We go to the apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Eric, Eric is oh yeah. Uh, Eric is there with
1: Tommy. Yeah,
0: his little brother. His, so
1: exciting.
0: His little uh, I don't know what do you call that.
1: It's a little brother. Like I know. They're, they're big brother and little brother. It's like for the big brother program.
0: Right. And uh, they're just having a blast together.
1: Yeah. So Tommy is like packing Eric's suitcase. Um, but Eric is like carrying him around the apartment and like shaking him all over the place. And then he like throws the clothes into the suitcase. And,
0: and he's like, Tommy, you're gonna have to carry that down. And Tommy goes, why don't you have big girl do it? <laughs> and eric is like oh because big girl's not here right now she's out with the rat
1: and tommy says like is that why you have to move and eric's like well you know or
0: he he says is that why you're sad right and eric is like no no i'm i mean i'm happy for them and tommy goes well then why are you sad and um
1: eric says like i'm not really sad he's like well you've been acting different something is going on very intuitive little one you're
0: not topanga anymore (laughs) uh and then uh big girl and rat come in
1: which tommy says
0: right rachel and, and jack walk in and tommy's just like
1: hey big girl hey rat and they're fine with it
0: for the most part jack makes a little face um But then they start talking to Eric about about, uh, the baby.
1: Yeah. Um, And basically, Eric's like, shh, stop.
0: And he puts his hands over Tommy's eyes and says, don't talk about the hospital around the kid. And Tommy goes, who's in the hospital? And Eric looks down like he's got his hands over Tommy's eyes. And he goes, all right, Jack, look what you did.
1: Yeah. And so they start talking. He's like, I don't want... Him to know who about the hospital, blah, 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 blah. And Tommy comes over and he's like, I want to know who's in the hospital. He says the
0: kid wants to know.
1: Um, so Eric says, you know, he picks him up, he puts him on the counter and he's just like, well, you know, I have a new little brother, but don't worry. You're still my little brother. And he says, this kid is really, really sick. And he's in the hospital. And Tommy basically says, can I go see him? And Eric's like, you want to? And he was like, well, yeah, if he's your little brother, then that makes him my little brother, too. And then Eric melts into a puddle on the floor. It was so sweet. It was
0: very sweet. Uh, And then they go to leave, right?
1: We just go to a new scene.
0: We go to a new scene. (laughs) All right, so we go to Chucky's.
1: Where Mr. Feeney is sitting at the table.
0: Reading a book that looks kind of like a Bible, but I don't think it is.
1: I don't think so.
0: It was just like an old, old book.
1: But Corey comes like stomping through Chucky's and like sits down in the seat in front of Mr. Feeney. And he's just like, I don't understand what's going on with Topanga. She's changed so much. Don't you think she's changed so much? She's not helping me at all.
0: And Mr. Feeney says, who talks like that?
1: Yeah. (laughs) And uh and through talking, finally Mr. Feeney is just like, Hey, did you wanna go and see your brother? And Corey's like, Yes and Mr Feeney's like, Do you want me to go with you? And Corey's like, Yes and then they go.
0: Feeney closes the Bible and walks away. Uh so now we go back to the hospital, the ICU, um,
1: Alan's walking in.
0: Alan's walking in. Amy's already sitting down, but Alan's, like, doing his rounds and, like, checking on everybody else in the mm-hmm. ICU. Um, all the other parents are standing around their kids, and he's like, hey, how's your boy doing? How's your girl doing? You know, what, what's going on? And then he walks over to, like, um, a guy who's praying and, like, completely interrupts him praying. Mm-hmm. And then he walks.
1: Touches his prayer shawl.
0: Uh-huh. And then he walks over to Amy. Um and Amy says, I mean, he's not, he's still not responding to the medication, but the doctor says that we should talk to him.
1: And um, Alan starts to talk to him and he's like, basically like, hey, little guy. And Amy's like, Joshua. And I was like, huh? And she's like, I named him Josh. She didn't talk to him about this at all. I mean, I know that he was like, you need to pick a name, but she didn't talk to alan about like what option she was going with she just boom named him named him (laughs) so she's like his name is joshua joshua gabriel and then she stands up um and she's like gabriel means the one god protects i think Mm -hmm. and um alan gets very emotional and amy's like okay we need to talk to him and they put They both put their hands like in the little armholes in the incubator or that's what it's called, right? An incubator. And, um, they're both like touching the baby and they start talking to him.
0: Yep. They, um, my, my wedding ring just broke right here live on the podcast. It was already half broken, but I just picked it up and it broke the rest of the way. So, so, so we cut from there. We go back to the waiting room. Um, Where everybody is. Corey and Topanga are there, but also, like, Jack, Eric, Rachel, Morgan, Feeney. Angela. Angela. um, So, like... We completely skipped Topanga in the dorm room with Angela.
1: Well, we need to go back to that. So, Topanga and Angela are in their dorm room. Topanga's, like, sitting on her bed. Angela's trying to do homework. And... Topanga's like, I I don't understand. Corey keeps saying I need to be there for him. I'm being there for him the best way I know how, and nothing I'm doing is helping him. And
0: Angela just she, Angela kind of like walks her through everything that Topanga's done so far, mm-hmm. and then Angela says, "Well, you're handling it very maturely." And Topanga says, "Thank you." And Angela says, "That wasn't a compliment." <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Wait.
0: What? It was odd. Um, so Angela basically tells her, like, um, you you used to be the weird kid, and and Topanga says, "Well, I used to be so strange," and Angela says, "You still are. You still are a little strange." And then Angela kind of explains to her that that's what Corey expects, and that's what she needs to be for him. She needs to be the one who takes his pain away by being weird.
1: Like a VR.
0: Yeah, like basically, she tells Corey. I mean, she tells she tells Topanga. Corey's right. It's all your fault. Yeah. It was odd for coming from Angela, for sure.
1: It really was, and and Topanga kind of explains like, I used to be this kid that just did weird things, and she's like, there was one day I was. In the kitchen at Corey's house, and we were working on a project, and he started reading a poem, and I just started, like, dancing to the poem. And as she's standing there, she's basically doing, like, Jessica Simpson dance moves. Um, like, her arms are in the air, and then she, like, rests them on top of her head.
0: Well, she's doing basically what she was doing in that episode.
1: It was, it was more, I think, lyrical in the actual episode this was just she just puts her arms in the air and then rests them on her head and sticks her hip out and um she's like i even put lipstick on my face and angela's like well yeah basically bitch do that
0: she said the b word
1: no but that was like it was how it was. Oh, okay. It was implied.
0: So anyway, fast forward. Now we go back to the waiting room. Uh, Corey and Topanga are sitting in that waiting room across from each other. Topanga says, Corey, I feel distant from you. And Corey like is literally across the waiting room and goes, why?
1: Uh, In between Corey and Topanga are Morgan and Angela. Those are the first people that I notice. And every time they say something, Morgan and Angela's heads turn back and forth. Everyone else's do too, but they're just not as obvious. Like Jack and Rachel are like standing back in a corner and Mr. Feeney's sitting like in a different direction. But you see Angela and Morgan's head turn every time Topanga and Corey say something.
0: And Topanga basically says, hey, I'm sorry I can't be what I used to be for you. Everything is bad right now. Everything's scary. And Cory, like, gets up and storms over to her. And he's like, why can't you be that? I need that right now. And He's
1: just like, I resent you for not being 11 and quirky.
0: And uh, even though I wanted you to change... And she says, listen, this is a bad situation. No one can fix this.
1: And then in comes Sean. The
0: elevator opens and it starts playing like this weird, like Johnny Cash blues riff. And it's like. Like He's he's
1: like riding into the waiting room on a pony. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Sean like uh, uh, gallops in and like grabs Corey and he's like, Corey everything's gonna be okay and like wraps his arms arms around him
1: and they just hug and hug and hug some more and topanga's sitting there she's like hey Corey's not listening to me like he should be more worried about this i like i said none of this makes sense And
0: she tells sean what is going on with the baby and Corey's Mm -hmm. like yeah but everything's gonna be fine Mm -hmm. and sean is like of course everything's gonna be fine and sean starts to like
1: He's like, I can't wait to- yeah, he's like, I can't wait to like uh, get into trouble with this kid and all this stuff. And Topanga is just dumbfounded.
0: She goes over and stalks next to Mr. Feeney and says, can you please talk some sense into them? And Mr. Feeney says, sure, boys, I hope you're right.
1: And again, Topanga looks scandalized by this. Um, at this point, Amy and Alan come out of the waiting room. Oh, wait a minute. We missed a whole part, too.
0: What did we miss?
1: While Amy and Alan were in the NICU talking to baby Joshua, Eric and Tommy were watching from the window. And um, Eric's just like, see, there's like he's in good hands. There they are. He's still there. And, um, Tommy's, or he's like, I gotta get you home, Tommy. And Tommy's like, are you going to come back here after you take me home? And Eric's like, yeah, of course I am. And I'm going to tell him that you stayed and played with him all day. And then he climbs on Eric's back and they piggyback ride down the hallway. So now we're going to fast forward. (laughs) We're back in the waiting room. After Topanga is just, like, flabbergasted by Mr. Feeney not doing what she wanted him to, Amy and Alan come out with the doctor. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, is the baby okay? And Sean goes and, like, hugs Mr. Matthews and kisses Amy on the cheek. And they're just like, Sean, we're so glad you're back. And so then they start to update everyone on the fact that Josh was not responding to treatment at all. The doctor's like, I've given him all of the antibiotics that I can give him. Now it's up to him to fight. And Amy goes, and Corey, you know, the doctor thought it might help if you go in to talk to him. And he's like, oh, okay, I can do that. But can they come too? And they start to walk back to the room, Corey, Topanga, and Sean. And out of nowhere, a nurse comes over and is like, stop, you can't go in there. To Sean only. It's only family. And then Alan runs over and he's like, he is
0: family. So now we go back to the ICU. Corey, Topanga, and Sean are in there. Corey and Topanga are kind of like talking to him a little bit, uh, and Corey Corey says that Topanga's is going to be your new sister, and this is this is Topanga, and this is uh, Sean. Like this is our family. You're going to get used to them. Uh, can't wait, and and they're kind of like he's awkward and uncomfortable about mm-hmm. it. And he goes to walk away, and, and Sean...
1: Well, Topanga says things, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. too. She just says some things. Okay. And then Corey and uh, Topanga goes to walk away. Sean comes around the side and uh, is looking at the baby. And Corey goes and sort of steps back with Topanga. And Sean gives a brilliant, impassioned speech to this baby mm-hmm. <laughs> about how, you know, he was... On the road, he was traveling. He was looking to find missing pieces in his life and find who he really is, and that everyone that he met on the road, like, kind of was searching for the same thing. And he's like, Don't go on the road to this baby (laughs) who's in an (laughs) incubator.
0: (laughs) I'm not giving you the keys to the truck. Um,
1: but But he says, About like, you have a really great family. Mm-hmm.
0: He said, "We have a really great family," mm-hmm. and I'm ex- glad to be back here and watch you grow. Mm-hmm. And um, Corey like walks over and he's like, "So you're staying, Sean?" Again, like probably not the most important thing right now, Corey.
1: Yeah, I don't think this baby actually exists in Corey's brain. Yeah, like he really needs therapy.
0: <laughs> so now we go back to the apartment. Eric's doing uh, a bad accent. But he is like pretending to be like a circus guy or something. Yeah. And announces that uh, uh, Tommy, Tommy
1: is gonna close the suitcase with his butt.
0: With his tushy. And he goes will the with the cheating roommates. Give me a drum roll, and they're both like Eric, and he goes drum roll, and they start drum roll, <laughs> drum roll, drum rolling for him. And Tommy runs and jumps and lands on the suitcase, and Eric snaps it shut. And, and picks
1: Tommy up, and and they bow together over and over again. But really, Tommy just looks like a ragdoll in mm-hmm. his arms.
0: And Eric says, and for our next trick, we'll disappear.
1: Um. And again, like, he throws Tommy the keys, and he's like, go bring the car around, Tommy, you're driving. He grabs his suitcase and he's like, "All right, well, this is goodbye." And Rachel and Jack are both like, "You really like seriously? You do not have to do this. Like, please don't go." Rachel's just like, "Please don't go," and Eric's like, "No, I have to." And he goes to hug Rachel and he like buries his face in her whole body,
0: really in her chest.
1: Yeah, and which you know, it's fair. His head is level with her. Oh, chest. right, yes. Um, and. Jack is saying He's like, all right, okay, that's enough. They're, like, hugging for, like, 25 minutes. And um, as, as he's hugging her, he starts, like, lowering his hand. And Jack's like, no, seriously, that's enough. And Eric just starts laughing. And um, he's like, we're still best friends to Jack. And Jack's like, of course, we're always going to be best friends. And they hug and they hug, hug and hug.
0: And Eric... When they go to hug, Eric starts putting his head in Jack's chest. Mm -hmm. And Jack is like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And Eric laughs again. And then off he goes. He goes to walk out. um, Closes the door. Closes the door, opens the door, grabs his rubber ducky ducky and squeaks it and walks back out. And Jack and um, Rachel just stand there like, okay, what now?
1: And then we go back. To the hospital?
0: Yeah, back to the ICU. Amy and Alan are standing. Alan is standing and staring at an empty incubator mm-hmm. with no explanation.
1: Well, you see them take away the card that says Baby Matthews, mm-hmm. like, off of the incubator.
0: Yeah. And it. You, this, you're right. This was so soap opera because they wanted you to be sad. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want you to know that everything was fine. Mm-hmm. It, it was weird. So... Alan is just like standing there staring at this empty incubator. And Amy says, what are you doing? And Alan says, I'm giving a prayer for everyone who's still in there. And then
1: he turns around and the baby
0: starts crying and Amy's carrying Joshua.
1: And they parade out of the NICU and everyone's so excited. And this poor baby who has a weakened immune system because he was just on a bunch of antibiotics and stuff he had a respiratory infection every germ in the world is gathering around him COVID has really changed my brain because all i could think was they're just going to get this baby sick again yeah well it was like 25 people just like in this infant's face and he's just coming out of the NICU yeah
0: well okay Um, now we get Corey and Topanga talking. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, Topanga, and Sean are standing out, and they're talking about, I don't know, they're relieved. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but mostly Corey is relieved that he's there with Topanga.
1: Yeah. That's, again, baby doesn't exist. Topanga's there with him.
0: And Topanga says, I'm sorry that I'm not who I used to be. I apologize.
1: Um... But thank you for reminding me. Yeah,
0: thank you for reminding me who I was.
1: And he's like, of course, I hold I hold you in my heart. And she's like, I hold you in my heart, too. And then she, like, starts doing the dance again and then pulls lipstick out of her pocket and puts a heart on her face as she's talking. And then she puts a heart on Corey's face and they skip away from Sean holding hands and he's just left
0: smiling at them
1: and then turns around and like looks up at the sky or the ceiling like yep. all right God yep you're awesome yep. thanks thanks for saving the baby
0: and then it cuts to the one final shot of everyone still in the ICU <laughs> yeah it, you' it was odd um yes so Tanya Yes. How did you feel about this episode?
1: I didn't hate the episode. But as a Boy Meets World episode, I did not like it. Like, if it were an episode of something else, it would have been fine. But as an episode of Boy Meets World, it just didn't work. And a lot of it, like, fast forward to Girl Meets World. So much of it was conversations that didn't make sense and I remember watching Girl Meets World and thinking like do they think this is like poignant do they think that this weird like stilted talking over dead air in the background is like impactful or something because it's just odd and that's how I felt about this episode too and all of the weird scenes where you're supposed to feel like upset or Um, they, they, like, bait and switch us over and over again. I did not like that. And, like, for last week's episode, we talked and talked about how the balance was perfection. Mm -hmm. And this, there was, like, nothing funny except for Mr. Feeney saying, who says things like that? In the entire episode. It was the only funny part. Other than, like, Tommy and Eric. Which... Thank goodness Tommy and Eric were in this episode, or I would have hated the episode. But because Tommy and Eric were in it, it was phenomenal <laughs> for them. Oh, okay. Just for them. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't think that any part of what was happening with Cory and Topanga made any sense whatsoever. I, I can't even begin to piece together the logic behind their storyline, I kept trying as I was watching. I was like, maybe I'm just really tired and it's just not making sense. So that's how I felt about it. It just didn't make sense to me. And like, we're supposed to feel some, some sympathy, some level of sympathy for Corey. But Corey's not even upset about his brother. If he is, he's not recognizing that that's what he's upset about. And in that case, like, he legitimately just needs to go to therapy and work out his problems because he turned it around so that everything was Topango's fault. And then Sean comes in and makes everything better. But, like, he didn't give a shit about that baby at all. That's how I felt about the episode. How'd you feel about this episode, Alden?
0: Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, uh,. So, and it's funny you said the thing about Girl Meets World, because I was literally thinking about that today while I was driving. And then while watching this episode, I kind of thought the same thing, because um, I was thinking about how, how we're going to handle Girl Meets World when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there are so many questions in my mind about how, as a podcast and as a couple, how we're going to handle that. Because right. I do not want to sit here once a week and be bummed out and talk negatively about an episode. Um, So I think we're going to have to watch more than one episode at once. Maybe we're going to have to watch like a batch at once and then just have a one hour episode where we cover that whole batch and Mm -hmm. and what was good about it and and then kind of what was bad about it. Mm -hmm. But I feel the same way about this episode right now. Like, I hate the fact that we've been sitting here for 30 minutes and we've been mostly negative. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a bummer. But I also, am, I'm bummed about how our podcast has gone so far and how many times we've been interrupted. And I have to, I'm going to have to edit like crazy. <laughs> um,
1: but I do think, so part of your editing problem is the fact that none of the transitions made sense. Right. To a point where you have... The transitions written down on your piece of paper and we still got three wrong <laughs> yeah because it just none of it was cohesive whatsoever yeah
0: and i think that's what it comes down to so i hated the way that topanga was treated in this episode mm-hmm. i hated the way Corey's situation was handled um i understand what they were trying to do Corey was having a hard time dealing with this and had completely dissociated mm-hmm. and that's that's a real thing to address mm-hmm. like we've seen it happen plenty of times but like within our family um we've had tragic things happen in 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 and around us and sometimes our family members will will dissociate and it's mm-hmm. like oh no he he's gonna have a real hard time dealing with this when it hits him mm-hmm. and um if that's hard to watch mm-hmm But what we would not do if it was one of our kids in this situation, we would not let them blame someone else for their problems. Mm -hmm. We would let them handle this until they start hurting other people. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, but to be fair, it's not like anyone was there to guide Corey through this but, because Amy and Alan were a little bit occupied. Right, right.
0: And, and I'm not I'm not saying the parents should have stepped in. That's not what I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. just saying like it was hard to watch because Corey was hurting someone else mm-hmm. with his dissociation. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of, that's an okay story to tell. At the end of it, though, some realization needs to be made. Like, I shouldn't have acted this way towards you. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have treated you this way. It shouldn't end in Topanga getting blamed and shouldering the blame for all of it. Right. And then apologizing and him being like, I guess it's okay because, you know, I still remember who you were. But.
1: um, Well, and they they don't necessarily explain what's happening either. Like we recognize it as dissociation because we struggle with dissociation. But what it comes down to is, it makes it look like he's begging Topanga to help him dissociate mm-hmm. because he can't handle what's going on. But he's also not really acknowledging what's going. Like it's a weird middle ground of dissociation,
0: right? And and she she is there for him in ways that. Like, they're they're in college, Mm -hmm. but she's still there with him every second, Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that he's okay. Right. And he's mad at her.
1: I do think they're still on Valentine's break.
0: Oh, that's true. It's still, yeah. (laughs) Valentine's, uh... You know,
1: those three weeks you get off for Valentine's Day. Yeah,
0: for your your dates. Um, so, but yeah, Jack, uh, not Jack, Eric and Tommy were fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, and I understand what Amy and Alan are going through. Like, the, all of that made sense. Um, it really was just according to and Tipanga stuff that bothered me. Uh, and the fact that Sean just reappearing was supposed to, like, save the day. Because, again, that's putting too much on Sean's shoulders. Like, he just got back from from dealing with the fact that his his dad passed and, and trying to come to grips with that. And it's like, well, now Sean's going to fix it.
1: That hit me, too. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. And I know I always talk during your this is how I felt about this episode. Yep.
0: But why would you stop now? <laughs> why would you change, Tanya? I'm not put, the, put that lipstick on your face.
1: I'm putting lipstick on my face right now by saying, Sean just went through that with his dad, and all I kept thinking was, he's he he's going to have a hard time handling being in the hospital, but Corey's still like make me feel better. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was weird is that they focus on Eric and how he's doing. They focus on Corey and how he's doing. What about Morgan?
0: Oh, well, I, I. it is a sitcom, and they only had 22 minutes to tell a story. This was
1: not a sitcom.
0: Okay. It was still 22 minutes to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to get mad at that. And this is my turn to talk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was funny moments. Um, Feeney was hilarious. Uh, Eric and Jack were great. Eric and Jack? Eric and Tommy. So many generic names. And um, so you
1: can remember them.
0: Well, I remember all of them at the same time. Um. But, yeah, that was good. Um. I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how Eric and Rachel and Jack all handle this. Mm-hmm. Um because it, this this does like it's almost like that's where my my brain is right now with the story. Like I want to see how they handle this situation because it's real and it's it's difficult. Um it's hard for Eric. He's in he realizes he's in love with Rachel and then his best friend is in love with her, right? Um but he also, like, that's difficult for him. Like, he wants to be happy for them, and he wants to be there for them. So there's, like, there's so much story there. And and plus, Rachel and Jack now have this, like, what what has been a, a fling between the two of them is now the two of them living alone in an apartment. Right. Which is incredibly different than what they were doing.
1: Well, and the the guilt looming over them from them like making Eric feel like he had to leave.
0: Right. So I feel like this story is very interesting and I'm excited to see how it's handled. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because going in, we didn't expect to enjoy the Jack, Eric and Rachel stuff.
1: No, we were dreading it.
0: And I think, I think there are times where it's not going to be great, but there are more great times than bad times. Right. Which is not what I expected. Same. Anyway, I'm, I'm I'm done awesome tanya yes is there anything you want to say to people before we head out
1: just thanks for listening especially this mess yep it's a little messy this week
0: it's a little messy this week it's all right um where can people find us though if they want to talk about their mess and our mess
1: you can uh tweet at us on twitter at BMG BMW. You can email us at BMG BMW at gmail.com and you can join our Facebook group and talk about the episodes or just post Boy Meets World stuff. It's really, really fun. You just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar and you'll get approved and then you can chat with us.
0: But that's going to do it for us. Sorry for the short episode, but I'm actually sorry it's not shorter for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. uh, And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6 Episode... Seventeen. Do good.
1: Class dismissed.